welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever had a question, but no one seems willing to answer it for you? That's how Tommy feels growing up in Northeast Texas when he's a young kid. And he's growing up with his 11 other brothers and sisters and his parents who work as sharecroppers on a farm. But He has questions as he gets a little bit older and starts looking around and really taking stock of his life. I still had questions. And even though our parents taught us not to focus on worldly things, only on our efforts and our faith in God, why did it seem as if they, the white people who owned the fields we worked and the shack we lived in, how come they owned a bigger, better, nicer home Our family deserved to live just as well, if not better, than those white families that lived closer to town, closer to the word nice, as if you could see it, touch it, just nicer. We had no plumbing, no running water. Every drop, every ounce of water we used came from a well. My mother worked so hard, inside and outside our house. The wife of the man who owned the land... She didn't have to work. He was the man my father would call boss or sir, even though they were both grown men, men that, in my young eyes, both deserved to be called sir, especially my father. That man's family rode a wagon everywhere. His children didn't walk to school whenever they went to school. We walked to and from our school every day, through the woods, across a vast, lively meadow, up and down hopeful hills. If not for the obstacle course and natural landmarks, those three miles would have felt much longer. In our schoolhouse, every grade level from first through sixth was taught by one teacher in one big room on a hill. Our church was a few yards away from the schoolhouse, and next to the church was a cemetery. All three were named Mount Olive. Only kids from poor black sharecropping families, like ours, attended that school and worshipped in that church. And if you were a black woman or a black man who happened to work, live, and die in or near Clarksville, Texas, you were buried in that cemetery. I had no idea exactly where white people were educated or buried. We would go days, even weeks, without seeing white folks at all. Only when we go into town or when my father would go to pick up his pay would we see them. I had no idea what segregation meant, not really. But our lives were all dictated by the separation of those who had and those who didn't. And those who had not, mostly, looked like me and my family. I wanted to know why. But in our home, we didn't talk about race or politics. Or why things didn't seem to match up in my mind. But clearly Tommy's parents are thinking about this because when Tommy's still fairly young, they move the whole family up to California. And while they're still picking crops for other people, they are able to have a bit more. And probably most importantly, there's a law in California that requires all students to attend school. So for the first time, Tommy and his siblings find themselves going to school with white kids. And there's a bit of an adjustment to it, 
as Tommy for the first time actually gets to see what bias and racism looks like right in front of him. But it's also where his fast running skills are first noticed. And this running of his is going to change his life and lead him to one of the largest controversies ever in Olympic history. Victory Stand, Raising My Fist for Justice by Tommy Smith, Derek Barnes, and Jawad Anabuile.